winds are blowing in the wind He's crossing your mind again You've got that sad, sad feeling From a broken heart Feeling so close to the end Let me love you tonight Who is this? That'd be the Pure Prairie League. Oh, it is the Pure Prairie League. That's right. Yes, yes. All right. Let me love you tonight. Yeah. Hey, coming up later on, uh, Vince Carone is going to join us. He is a comedian um, uh, right here from Chicago, and we're going to talk about comedy and all kinds of fun stuff. But uh, the real cool thing is live performances at Zany's are going to uh, are going to start again. So there's a grand reopening on Friday night, and he's going to be the first comedian to perform live comedy at Zany's uh, on Wells, the one on Wells. It'll be Friday night at 9 o'clock. And there are uh, a lot of uh, restrictions and rules that are being applied that we all have to follow, And uh, but we're going to talk to Vince about comedy and all kinds of fun stuff and how cool this event is going to be and getting back out there and uh, slowly opening things up again and getting some live entertainment. So... Um, and uh, 312-981-7200. Um, we're going to talk about about a woman who reveals that she washes fruit and veg in her dishwasher. And that's a weird life hack. What are some of the weird tricks that you do around the uh, around the house? And we also have some uh, intentionally stupid life hacks that are, uh, that are coming up. Uh, 312-981-7200 is the phone number. We also have an, a, a, a Know Your Onion coming up at 3.30, as we do every Wednesday at 3.30. And uh, and we also have uh, Classic Johnny Carson. The Johnny Carson Show you can see every night on Antenna TV. It's so great. And uh, we're going to hear Johnny as Walter Cronkite uh, a little bit later on. Uh, 312-981-7200. That's our phone number if you would like to join us. Marnie Schur uh, is with thetakeout.com. Um, editor at, uh, at the, the, thetakeout.com. And um, it's a great website. It's a terrific website. Uh, everything food related uh, is, is at thetakeout.com. And we always love having Marnie on the show. Hi, Marnie. Hi, Nick. How are you? Okay. How are you holding up with this uh, quarantine pandemic thing? Still so far so good. Thank goodness. How yeah. about yourself? Not bad. Not bad. Um, uh, you know, it's it's a, it's sometimes it's a little... Uh, a little annoying, um, but we all have <laughs> to, to we, we all have to stay safe. That's the most important thing. So that's right. Yeah. Uh, well, well. Let's first tell tell me all about the takeout and the sure. Well, like you said, the takeout is all things food. Um, we cover news in the food industry. We uh, publish some great recipes. We have lists of tips and tricks for things like grocery shopping during a pandemic or um, how to make pate out of White Castle sliders. Uh, <laughs> we, we try everything and anything related to food, and um, people don't need to be foodies or cooks to be able to enjoy it. They yeah. can just love food, and that's all you need to, to be able to enjoy the takeout. It's a great, it's a great website. Wait, let's go back to this pate out of uh, sliders. Uh, <laughs> i got to hear details about that. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, you could read about it all on the site. But essentially, there was an old cookbook that someone found, like an old church community cookbook. And there was a recipe in it for White Castle pate. And the recipe really was you blend these sliders, you know, bun and all, Uh put them in a blender, you turn them into essentially a paste, uh, put it in a meatloaf pan, bake it, and... um, and serve it on crackers. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. 
Oh, I'm glad you think so, because our writer did, too. Yeah, no, that I mean, I would eat that up, man. I'd eat that all day. I happen to love Sliders, Marnie. I'm a big fan of White Castle. Um, then I don't see how you could go wrong with no, it. No, you know what? And I also love that people stuff their turkey at Thanksgiving right. with Sliders. I've never tried that, but I really need to. Yeah, no, I've never tried it either. Um, but uh, it sounds fantastic. Well, anything involving White Castle is fine with me. <laughs> <laughs> I just love and it. it smells fantastic. Oh too. That's man, nothing like that smell. It does. It does. It's, yeah, but I still, I still would not get it because you know they have candles that are that are slider scented. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. I still wouldn't do that. It, you know, I mean, it's just that when I used to go through the drive-through, it's at, you know, like two o'clock in the morning. Well, I guess I had a White Castle not very far from where I lived in Andersonville, and um, you know, I would eat them in the car or leave the bag in the in the back seat of the car, and then the entire car would smell like White Castles for three weeks. Oh yeah, that doesn't go away too easily, does, does it? Not. It does not. You know what you just mentioned? You know what's awesome, Marnie? Do you guys do you go do you go through a lot of old cookbooks because they're so cool and weird? Some of them are just so weird, and the recipes you know that you go through the old recipes. It's so fun to go back and look at that kind of stuff. That's right. And what's also fun is noticing what they don't have in them. I was looking for a recipe last week for just plain old M&M cookies. And I thought, like, I would look at my church cookbooks first because I do have some nice mid-century church cookbooks from the South Side. Oh, cool. And, yeah, I just thought, why not look there first? But it didn't seem to be a trend that anybody really did in the 60s and 70s and 80s when these cookbooks are from. Mm. Um, so it's kind of fun. You get to see, like, the whole history of the trend. And then, of course, you see all, like you said, the the crazy stuff that kind of went out of style, like lots and lots of dishes combining Jello and cottage cheese. <laughs> yeah. I, it, the, it, the Jello thing fascinates me. Anytime I go back and look at old recipes, I'm like, my God, Jello was in everything. <laughs> it was the It was the canvas for people's creativity. Yeah. Unbelievable. Okay. Uh, hang on, Marnie, okay? Sounds good. Okay, Marnie sure is with us. Lots of fun food topics to talk about that they uh, put out there at the takeout. Check out thetakeout.com, a, a terrific food website. We'll talk more with uh, Marnie Shore uh, here on Nick DeGilio here. I'm your overnight dude, 11 p.m. to 4 a.m. every weekday morning. Uh, coming up, comedian uh, Vince Carone is going to join us. He's going to be the first comedian to be back on stage live at Zany's on Wells, and we'll talk about that as we uh, open up the, the city and the uh, state a little bit more at a time. 312-981-7200 is the phone number. If you have any food-related comments or questions, Marnie Shore is with us. Uh, she's editor-in-chief at thetakeout.com. Thetakeout.com, fantastic food website covering everything. Uh, Marnie, hi. Hello. All right. So uh, let's talk a little bit about this story here. Um, you know, meat is more expensive now because there have been meat shortages because of COVID-19. So uh, America is actually turning to seafood, right? Yeah. You know, grocery shopping habits have been changing a lot as a result of coronavirus. Mm -hmm. Um either because certain products are available or are not, 
or because people choose to shop at stores that are empty, prioritizing those over stores that they might usually go to for their regular stuff. If their typical grocery store is too crowded, they're skipping that to go somewhere totally new. I'm I'm actually doing that myself. Um, So seafood kind of plays into that because as other, the cost of meat and poultry has risen, seafood prices have suddenly started looking a lot more reasonable. Another reason that seafood is more attractive right now is that most people only ever consume their seafood at restaurants right. and entrees right. rather than making it themselves at home. But now that everybody's becoming experienced home chefs as a result of staying in, yeah. um, suddenly fish doesn't look that intimidating anymore. Yeah, that's that's the, that's great. I love seafood. And, and you're, you are right, though. I don't prepare it a lot at home. Um, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, I, I get seafood, you know, when I go to, when I go to, when I go to a restaurant or something, that's usually the only time I ever get seafood. Um, yeah. I, and I wonder if that's also just because we're in the Midwest, you know, it's, it's not as obvious to go get a beautiful piece of salmon or something. Yeah. Although we do have it, you know, it's, it's just not immediately on uh, top of mind. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's interesting. Uh, and, uh, you know, there are people out there who just don't like seafood though. That's right. I think that it might be a a food that you have to get used to, an acquired taste. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that it's not the most, um, maybe because it's often served in a way where you see the whole animal, and that's not how we consume a lot of meat. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, also, you know, other things that are, are on the rise at, uh, at, um, at grocery stores and things like that, uh, do they have a lot of... Are the, how are the plant-based meat alternatives doing? Are they, uh, have they gone up sales-wise? They have skyrocketed. Really? Um, yeah. They, you know, because, again, the cost of actual meat is on the rise, something like Impossible Meat has always had a higher price tag, but suddenly in a world where all our groceries are costing us a bit more, that just seems like less of a bitter pill to swallow. Yeah. And so... Yeah, there's been a big uptick in people trying it, on top of which it's just become more available in grocery stores. So more people are seeing it and saying, I can make a burger out of this. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. Well, the, this is a, 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 some, of the, some of the things that you guys are doing here came from Nation's Restaurant News. What's Nation's Restaurant News? That is an industry publication that I highly recommend to anybody who's even mildly curious about the way that consumers consume. Uh, it's it's fascinating. There's all sorts of great data in there. And a lot of our stories do reference Nation's Restaurant News. Um, even just in the story about seafood being on the rise it, among American shoppers, they noted a pretty striking statistic. 75% of the seafood that we eat in the U.S. is not prepared at home. It's ordered in restaurants. I just found that staggering. Wow, and 75%. <laughs> Yeah. And when you hear it, you think it sounds so disproportionate until you and I both said, you know, we don't really prepare fish at home. Yeah. No, it's seriously. I, I can't remember the last time I prepared fish at home. Mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't. I can't. And I'm not talking about like fish sticks that you stick in the oven, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Although just, those are pretty good. No, they're good. Count. No, no. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, but it's like I'm talking about like taking a piece of fish and preparing it, seasoning it and cooking it. You know what I mean? Not throwing mm-hmm. some fish sticks in the free in the in the oven. Not that I don't like fish sticks because I do; they're great. So, but uh, okay. 
Let's see. Here's uh, Danielle on WGN. Hi, Danielle. Oh, hey, Nick. Um, I just called in because I actually, I guess I'm, I, I didn't realize I'm weird. I actually do make seafood, like, every day. Okay. What do you make? What do you, what, do you, what, what kind of stuff do you make, uh, Danielle? Um, well, I'm Italian, so mine's a little more Mediterranean-based, but, like, I made salmon today. I had, I also went out and bought sushi for Mariano's. Why I did that, I don't know. Um, but I, I just, I don't know. I grew up with immigrants from Italy, like, like with my nana and nono and then grandma and grandpa, whatever. Um, but for some reason, yeah, we had, like, the lasagna and the pasta. Trust me, we had all the typical Italian stuff, right? And, like, the hamburgers. You know, my dad's American, but he was technically born in Italy. Um, but I will say, like, for some reason, I grew up, like, loving myself seafood because it made my stomach feel better than, like, eating ham on a daily basis. Um, and I think when I went to college and I start, I was living in a dorm, that was when I started cooking my own food. And I realized, like, when I was craving food, I wanted the burger. But, like, the seafood would just make me feel better in the morning. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Like, cooking shrimp. So, I, like, cook scallops all the time. I don't know. I do it for my roommates because my roommates are older people, and they love it. And I don't know. Okay. But that might be a Mediterranean thing. That could be. You know? Okay, Danielle, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. The last time I cooked, I got to say this, Marnie, the last time I cooked seafood was when I was married, and I got divorced in 2011. It's been a while. It's been a long time, and I just because Danielle mentioned scallops, and I remember we made a great scallop. My my, my ex wife and I made a great scallop dish. I love scallops. I love them. Do you like scallops, Marie? Funny enough, the first time I ever tried one was 2011 um, on a, one of my first one of my first dates with my now husband. How about that? Ah, the scallops so of love. Scallops. Yeah, I love scallops, man. I, I just, I think they're, I think they're great. I could eat them all day. You like scallops, Tom? Um, love them. I think, I think I've only had scallops the one time, just once. Yeah, I, I don't get a lot of seafood. Um, I don't know. I've never really had a particular taste for it. I, I like seafood. I like shrimp mainly. I do, I do shrimp boils a yeah, lot. Yeah, well, everybody, do, you know, you get, you get fried shrimp and stuff like that. Yeah, you get your cocktail sauce. And, but you know. I, I love to do a traditional. Norland style shrimp boil where you put the yeah. potatoes and the onion and the corn, the corn and yeah. everything, and then yeah. you roll it on out some newspaper. Yeah, That's just dump us. it out, man. Yeah, yeah so- and dooley craw- sausage, crawfish like that too. Yeah, you ever have crawfish? I have not. That's on the list. Oh man, Marnie, you've had crawfish, right? You know, I have not. Oh no, really? It's such a blind spot for me. Yeah, I gotta go to New Orleans. I gotta go to. I gotta go somewhere where there's a good. Well, who who in Chicago has? A good I don't crawfish know because the only time I've ever had I've, I've I've had crawfish several times, but every time I've had it, it was in New Orleans. Yeah. Um, well, we yeah we got to scout that out. Once so, restaurants are all back up maybe, and running. Maybe someone knows if there's a a place where you can get crawfish, and you've got to be able to get crawfish in this city, right? I I know I've seen it. Um, I used to work for a restaurant review website, and I know that there were some beautiful pictures of places across the city that did it, but none of them are coming to mind. I think. Am I, because, you know, um, my good friend George Karzis, who runs my favorite restaurant in the city, the greatest restaurant on the planet, the, the Gale Street Inn, um, mm-hmm. he has seafood specials, um, I believe, uh, pretty much, well, I, I, he has specials daily, but then he does certain seafood, they do seafood really well at Gale Street, really, really well, um, 
but I think he's had crawfish, if I'm not mistaken. I think he had, he has had, uh, uh, he has served crawfish at the Gale Street Inn. But it's delicious well, stuff. Yeah, you got to, you know, and you make sure. Yeah, I got to take a leaf out of Danielle's book and start making more of this stuff at home. Yeah, and and you know, make sure you suck the, the you suck the brains. You got to suck the head when you eat the. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, where all the, the sweet meat. Oh is, right? <laughs> man, it's it's fantastic. It's fantastic. So here here's the interesting story. Everybody knows Big Boy, you know the the burger place. Um, uh, Bob is it? It's Bob's Big Boy, right? The full name. I I, I think that the, the first name like changes depending on the location. Oh. I think it's like officially just Big Boy. <laughs> oh, okay, so it's just Big Boy, but now it's changing the mascot to Big Girl. What's going <laughs> on? Long? What's going on there? <laughs> so, Big Boy. Is you know the namesake mascot. He's got the red and white checked overalls, the big swoop of hair, yep. holding that burger high over his head. Yep. And um, they, the Big Boy Restaurant, has debuted a chicken sandwich because you know who doesn't have a nice big chicken sandwich these days? That's a big. And by the way, what, yesterday was National Fried Chicken Day. It was. Oh. How did we? How did we miss, miss that? Celebrating it with how, one of these great chicken sandwiches. Yeah. How did we miss that? So anyway, B- <laughs> Big Boy is de- debuted a chicken sandwich. Okay. They did, and so um, they, and of course, they timed it with National Fried Chicken Day. Mm-hmm. And um, so, in order to debut the sandwich, they rolled out a new mascot to go with it, a, a big girl named Dolly. And so she's doing the same thing. She's holding the chicken sandwich above her head. She's got a big ponytail. And, um, yeah, she's, she's the new, she's not replacing big boy, mm-hmm. but, um, the quote from, uh, the director, uh, at, at big boy said it's Dolly's time to shine now. So, you know, she's going to be around for a while. We don't know how long, we don't know if this is just a gimmick or if she's here to stay. Oh, okay. So Dolly is your chicken sandwich mascot at big boy and that's big girl, Dolly. That's right. <laughs> now, here's an interesting little thing here. I wasn't aware of this. According to Big Boy Execs, it says in the in the piece on Takeout, Dolly was a character in the Adventures of Big Boy comic books that were distributed to kids at Big Boy restaurants, and they disappeared in 1995. I wasn't even aware that that was a thing. I'd be shocked if anybody read that and said, of course I remember Adventures of Big Boy comic books. I just, it seems like, the, I well, I certainly don't remember that being part of the brand lore or anything. But, you know, maybe they were already looking for a new mascot, and they looked back and said, oh, Dolly's perfect for this. Yeah. I would love to see the the, some of these comic books, the Adventures of Big Boy comic books. I wonder if if, if anyone listening has some of those or remembers getting the Adventures of Big Boy comic book when they went to Big Boy. Um, I so, wonder what they'd be worth on eBay. Or yeah, that's a good question. Days. That's a good. Maybe we can look that up. See if they're worth anything. Adventures of Big Boy comic books. Had no idea that that was a thing. But anyway, Dolly's here and she's holding up a chicken sandwich. God bless her. So. <laughs> yeah, you can see her on the uh, official Big Boy Instagram account. If, ah. you want, if you're curious about what she looks like, okay. she's on Instagram. <laughs> Dolly, the big girl, is on Instagram. All right, Marnie, uh, hold on, okay. Sure. Uh, Marnie Shore is with us, and she is uh, editor-in-chief at thetakeout.com. we got more food things to talk about. And if you want to jump in here uh, at any time, it's 312-981-7200, 312-981-7200. Uh, more with Marnie Shore coming up right here at 720 WGN.
Hello, Nick DeGilio here on 720 WGN. Here till 4 a.m. as we are every weekday morning. Uh, keeping you company, keeping you entertained, keeping you informed. Uh, 312-981-7200 is our number if you have any food-related questions or comments. And uh, we'll be here until 4 o'clock, as I said. Vince Carone is going to join us. He's a Chicago-based comedian. A uh, very funny guy. We'll talk about comedy. But also, he's going to be the first live performer back at Zany's after uh, closing for the pandemic. Uh, there will be there'll be rules uh, in strict, in, uh, you know, that will be uh, on, on board um, that you have to follow and restrictions and things like that. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. And we're also going to talk about life hacks. If you've got any weird little life hacks, 312-981-7200. Marnie Shore is with the takeout.com, a great food website. And she joins us uh, to talk more uh, food. Hi, Marnie. Hello. Okay. So um, Halloween is four months away, but the candy's already here. Is that what I'm to understand? That is correct. And I think that it's always better to have more candy than less. <laughs> uh, well, you, you detail... Some of the uh, now, so it's it's Hershey's. The Hershey's are uh, is it, it, they're revealing uh, candy, their Halloween candy uh, now four months early. Yes, Hershey, along with Reese's products, okay. um, decided to release their Halloween um, candy early this year um, because you know we all need something to celebrate, and uh, this is also a big lag time in the year. Um, there's a big lull between Easter and Halloween in terms of candy-filled holidays. Oh, yeah. You know, Fourth of July isn't exactly something that you think of with tons of candy. So I think that they're eager to show everybody that they've got a lot of exciting products down the pipe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I think some people think that candy should be purchased year-round. <laughs> oh, I'm certainly one of them. Yeah, are you really? Do you have a favorite candy? Oh, gosh. I, it depends on the category. I have a candy drawer in my house so heavy that the legs on the cabinet are buckling. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lot of candy. It is. It's chocolate. It's sour stuff. It's, you know, gummy stuff. It's, it's everything. Everything. Is your husband a a candy person too? Absolutely not. Oh, oh, is that right? I don't even have to share. Wow. Okay. That's, that's good for you then, Marnie. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk about some of the uh, things that are, that Hershey's is uh, offering, kind of the new stuff that's going to be coming out on Halloween. Sure. They are releasing cookies and cream fangs, okay. which are basically just the Hershey's cookies and cream bar that you can get at the store any time of year, but it has um, fangs kind of printed on it and like little teeth with the points on either end. So sure. Technically, you can kind of nibble along the perforation and create some fun fangs for yourself. I see. All right. So so uh, some cookies and cream fangs. I've got to say, I've never had cookies and cream. It's very sweet. Is it? Sweeter than a regular chocolate bar, even. Wow. It sounds like it. It sounds like that would be something that's very, very sweet. So, yeah. uh, it's good, though. It's got good crunch. So you can also see the uh, pictures of these uh, of these candies, correct, on the, on the website? Yes, we've got pictures of all the products. Okay. So the cookies and cream fangs from Hershey's, those are going to be available. All right, cookies and cream, that's a, that sounds like a, that seems to be a pretty popular uh, candy. Yeah, I would think that these are just, 
you know, like they're they're thinking through their bestsellers and they're like, how can we how can we make them spooky? You know, how can we make them eerie for Halloween? Yeah. Yep. Uh, and and to that end, they've got something called Vampire Hershey's Kisses. Vampire Hershey's Kisses. Okay. They are filled with strawberry cream, and you can imagine what that looks like when it's oozing out of the Hershey's oh, Kiss. Oh, sure. Little <laughs> little blood in your Hershey's Kiss. That's right. So who knows how appetizing that will be? But it sounds like it would be really good. Like it would taste really great. Yeah. And I'm looking at the uh, at some of the descriptions here. It tastes more like sugar than strawberry, but it's a great visual effect. Have you tried it? I have not been lucky enough to try it yet. Um, our associate editor, Amy Levitt, uh, has the um, Hershey's Halloween candy in her possession. And in fact, they overnighted it to her house so that it did not arrive before they had the chance to officially announce the product. Oh, I see. I see. <laughs> so they take they, they take things very seriously in the Hershey's Innovations Department. Yeah. Well, we've had Amy on the show many times as well, um, and she's great. Uh, but I love that the Kiss flags are uh, helpfully labeled vampire. So instead of like the the Hershey's Kisses, you know, flag that we're and the flags are the, the little piece of paper. Um, yeah, they help you open it up. Yeah, and they say vampire on them. <laughs> and the foil has lots of little bats all over it. So oh, those cool! Are look great in a in a bowl sitting yeah. on the, in the hallway. <laughs> that's great. Okay, that sounds fun. All right, I'd like to try that. All right, how about uh, some more? We got the Reese's Franken Cup peanut butter cups. Yeah, you know this one um, is not going to taste too terribly different from a regular Reese's cup. So if you like those, you'll like this. Um, the Franken cup has a um, it's it's like picture the side view of a Reese's cup. The top is the normal chocolate, but the bottom is green cream. So Hershey's and Reese's have been playing around with these colorful creams lately. Mm-hmm. Um, Kit Kats are now being sold in different colors, and they can get really vibrant colors with this cream. So they're giving it a bright Frankenstein green bottom of this Hershey's cup or Reese's cup. And so it's going to taste a little bit more like vanilla on the bottom. I see. But it still has the peanut butter in the middle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. That sounds fun. Green cream. Yeah, it's just just green food coloring. It's like cream, but it's green food coloring. Frankenstein's green. The monster's green. I'm I'm aware of that. I just, I don't know. (laughs) It's like when you ever had... The green eggs and ham when they dye, you know, yes. the eggs green. Yes. I know it's just dye, but... It's just food color. I know, but my eggs are green now. <laughs> uh, all right. At least candy is artificial to begin with, so... Right. If it's True. got artificial colors, who cares? <laughs> and then the the last one here is the Kit Kat Witch's Brew. Is, is it... What's going on here? Well, this definitely Amy's favorite of all the new products. Oh, it is? Okay. And yeah, it's um, Kit Kats are getting a lot more creative with their flavors lately. You know, you don't, you don't, before you never saw a ton of crazy flavors of Kit Kat. It was mostly just the classic, but they've got this cream now and they can make everything wild colors and wild flavors. So the Witch's Brew Kit Kat is marshmallow flavored, mm. which, you know, Sounds promising. Yeah, it does. It does. You know, I was looking at, you know, you ever look at um, uh, 
candy and stuff like that from other parts of the world? Yes. It's a, do you know how, I mean, you were talking about Kit Kats. There's a variation of Kit Kat in, I mean, like tons of variations of Kit Kat all over the world. I mean, they really have gone to town with Kit Kat. Yes, uh, we have written about the Kit Kat conundrum because <laughs> everyone who's traveled uh, internationally looks around and, and says, like, why don't we have these great Kit Kat flavors in the U.S.? Yeah. And uh, part of it is because the parent company for Kit Kats in the U.S. is Hershey. But everywhere else, it's different companies. Oh, I see. And those companies, yeah, kind of play around with the flavor profiles more. But yeah, Japanese Kit Kats, for example, have tremendous experimentation in flavor. I yeah. mean, the green tea ones are excellent. Yeah, I've I've seen like I've seen pictures of so, so, there's so many different flavors of Kit Kat. It's just it's just crazy. And I think even savory ones don't they even have like like weird weirdly like savory Kit Kats available. I think they do, yeah. Yeah. So strange. Well, and Kit Kat has the best Halloween commercial ever. Yes, it does. It has the pumpkin. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry for what I did to your face. All good. Have a break. Mm. Breaks are good. Have one. I love that commercial. Do you like that commercial, Murray? Oh come on! You haven't. She's it's it's she's talking to a pumpkin that she carved very poorly. <laughs> like she no, really. I don't she, think I've ever seen. Oh, it. you got to see it. It's it's my it's one of my favorite commercials. They usually start showing it around September, and it goes all the way through till to you know through Halloween. It's a, it is. I mean, it cracks me up every time. His, the the, the <sighs> pumpkin the pumpkin laughing going <laughs> is my favorite part. I gotta look this up. You do, yeah. It's really funny. By the way, you can get uh, in Japan grilled potato. Kit See, Kats. that's what I thought. I thought I knew they went they went the savory route. They went the weird savory route with their Kit Kat flavors. Potato is it still chocolate though? It appears so. Like, chocolate and potatoes. Interesting. I like that. That's a that's pretty crazy. They also have uh, college tater, which I don't know what that is. College tater. Yeah. What? What? Is that Japan? <laughs> yeah, this is all Japan. Yeah, Japan has the weirdest flavors of of a lot of things. They experiment a lot with some very very strange flavors in their in their candies and and everything. So. And it always seems to work. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, Marnie. Hang on, okay. Sure. All right, Marnie Sure is with us. She is with the Takeout, a terrific food website. We got some more food uh, topics to talk about here. Maybe we'll find some more weird candy. <laughs> and if you want to jump in at any time, we would love to hear from you at 312 all right, Nick DeGilio here on 720 WGN on a Wednesday morning. That means we'll do a little Know Your Onion at 3.30. Tom will get a couple of contestants on the line. They'll each play around. Tom will throw out a news headline, and you have to figure out whether it's the uh, real headline or from uh, the satirical newspaper, The Onion. That's coming up in a little bit. Uh, Vince Carone is a comedian, a uh, Chicago-based comedian. Uh, very funny guy. We're going to talk to him, uh, and uh, he is going to be the first 
return. He's going to be he's going to be returning to uh, Zanies. They're going to bring back live comedy at Zanies, and he's going to be the first one to perform. It'll be Friday night, and it's a grand reopening. We will tell you all about um, the health and safety restrictions and things like that that are going to be into place, and we'll talk to Vince about uh, comedy in general. Uh, and speaking of comedy, uh, the great uh, Johnny Carson. You can watch the Johnny Carson show. Uh, every night on Antenna TV, and we always play back a little bit of Johnny Carson um, and some comedy from that. And we're going to have uh, Johnny as Walter Cronkite coming up at uh, at 2.30. Uh, 312-981-7200 is the phone number. Barney Schur is with us, uh, editor-in-chief at uh, thetakeout.com. Welcome back, Barney. Thank you. Also, the news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. We have a couple of uh, callers here. Here's Sheila on WGN. Go ahead, Sheila. Hi. Hi, Nick. Hi, Marnie. Look, I have a question. Um, have you heard anything about the new candies that's supposed to be coming out? There's one by M&M. They said they were going to discontinue the nasty pumpkin and spice, and they said they were either going to go at, um, I think it's supposed to be some kind of caramel apple or some kind of maple flavor, and the Kit Kat. They said they were coming out with the orange cream one. Have you heard anything about that? Marnie? Well, um, orange, the, the Kit Kat, I know that the pumpkin spice Kit Kat is coming back this year. Oh, God. But I hadn't heard about those M&M innovations, and that's very exciting because maple is a really underused flavor in candy. Oh, I agree. I, yeah. totally, I totally agree. Yeah, we'll keep an eye out. Uh, and if we hear anything, Sheila, we'll talk about it, okay? Okay, I thought Damani would just know right off the bat since, you know, she's got a little insider info there. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll keep an eye on it, Sheila. You have a great morning, okay? You too. Okay, Thanks, guys. take care. Here's Daryl, who is in Florida. Hey, Daryl. Daryl? Hello? Yes, you're on the air. Hello? I can't, I can't, I can't hear Daryl. <laughs> what's going on uh marnie uh, the hot dog eating contest obviously nathan's hot dog eating contest um was uh this fourth of july as it is every year and we actually had the uh the 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 ranked number one female hot dog uh eating champion on the show recently yeah when did we have her oh, on? No. Yeah, it was. Um, it was, it was, it was last, last week. week. Yeah, yeah, it was last week. week. Mickey Sudo. Yeah, Mickey Sudo. She's wow. On. So last week she would have been preparing. She for was. The yes, she was talking about it, and I, I think she did uh, well. Uh, would be my guess. Yeah, she broke a record. She, she broke a record. Yeah, she, broke she a record. set a world record. Yeah, yeah, there it is. But do you see? Right, and, and again, of course, we know Joey Chestnut. I've had him on the show too. He broke the world record again at the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest, correct? He's unstoppable. <laughs> so uh, he, he, he run his 13th title in 14 years. That's amazing. Yeah, Mickey Sudo also set a record. She, uh, she ate 40, 48.5 hot dogs, uh, and, which uh, broke uh, Sonia Thomas's record. And the prize for the champion is $10,000 each. Plus the famous mustard yellow belt, but uh, Joey Chestnut went a little. Uh, he, he, boy, oh boy, you know he set another record. Do you know how many he ate? Listen to this. He surpassed his own world record. 
He ate 75 hot dogs in 10 minutes. I mean, can you even fathom what that would feel like? No. I can't. I mean, I don't know how these people do it. I don't know how they do it. And we were talking about, we were talking to, uh, to Mickey about her preparation. Um, and she doesn't do, because Joey Chestnut eats a lot before he does, but Mickey doesn't do that. She does the uh, sort of the opposite. But yeah, so 75 hot dogs. kind of stops, she like waits to eat until the tournament? Yeah, I mean, she doesn't eat that much. It's not like she's starving herself, but she just doesn't eat as much because Joey Chestnut does the opposite. He'll down a bunch of stuff before the contest. Yeah, I don't even know which which system is better, but each of their systems work for them, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So it's it's been around for more than 100 years, this contest. Uh, that's right. And only within the last, like, 20 years has it become, has, has it really been gamed out and, and become such a huge, you know, extreme version of itself. Yeah. Yeah, people watch it every year, though. Now you know, um, and we co- we cover it on the show. Certainly, you know, had having both Joey Chestnut and Mickey Sudo on uh, on the show. And this year, they were um, given potentially what you could see as an advantage because they had to move off site to a separate facility, right, away from crowds and away from a live audience. But um, because of that, they were in air conditioning, and Joey had predicted uh, he told tmz that that might give them all a nice advantage because you're a little bit more comfortable right exactly you know mickey was saying that it that she is going to miss the crowd she was going to miss the crowd um you know but uh she was going to enjoy you know the air conditioning because she was not going to be out in the because you know fourth of july on, on coney island it can get very very humid and hot Oh, yeah. And it clearly, I mean, who knows if that's what helped her to victory, but yeah. she had a decisive victory. Yeah, she's got some insane records, though, like uh, that that have nothing to do with the hot dog eating contest because she's, conf- you know, she's a competitive eater. And I, she, I was going through some of the stuff that she ate, the amount of things and how quickly. It's insane. It's completely nuts. Yeah, the training is rigorous, it seems like. Yeah, it does. It absolutely does. All right. Um so, um, you know, you guys also wrote about, you know, at this time, people are a little bit uneasy as we reopen things. Um, and uh, you wrote a piece, of, you guys wrote a piece about um, how just how safe it is to eat at a restaurant. Let's talk a little bit about that. Sure. You know, that is kind of a natural, when, when you're thinking about things reopening again and trying to get back those experiences that we all had to very quickly surrender back in March, Restaurants are kind of the natural first thing that people think of. Yeah. And, you know, public health officials, they they give us general guidelines like, you know, staying several feet apart from people, staying outside if possible. Um, but there aren't hard and fast rules about, you know, going to a restaurant is exactly this safe for you. Yeah. So um, Chicago's Department of Public Health kind of released a chart or matrix that can help you decide what your risk is. Mm -hmm. Um, And it starts with a series of questions. Um, It says, is everyone in your group under age 60? Because being above 60 puts you in a a different risk group. Right. And then is everyone healthy without underlying medical conditions? And depending on how many answers 
yes or no to those questions, you take a different route in this flow chart. Oh, I see. And then they ask you additional questions, maybe like, you know, if, if for example, everyone in your group is under 60, but some people have underlying medical conditions, then you ask additional questions like, can you avoid crowds in this scenario? Can you keep six feet apart? Can you wear a mask? Is it outside? And then taking your trip down this flow chart, you can decide whether it is safe to go out, whether you should probably avoid it. Um, and, and it just kind of helps people with their own decision-making process. That's really, that's really great. Is, is this uh, flow chart available at the takeout? It, we link to it in our article. Oh, okay. It is on the Chicago Tribune's website as well. Okay. All right. Boy, that's really helpful. That's really, really helpful. Okay. Here's Daryl. We'll give it another shot. Hey, Daryl. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm here. You're on the air, Daryl. Go ahead. Okay. Hey. Um, let me turn the radio off. Off. There we go. Hey. Um. Uh, hey, you were talking about um, scallops. Yes. Yeah, and I was. <laughs> yeah, I've been scalloping. You have <laughs> been moved to Florida since you moved since to Florida. Florida. You've been, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's a kind of a trip. You got to dive down, and and um, it's a little grassy area, and yeah, and there's. Scallops, they're like in their little shell, and um, and they're delicious. Yes, yeah, they're scallops, awesome. <laughs> scallops are delicious. What well, must be fun to do that to go scalloping, Marnie? You ever gone scalloping? No, I've never thought about what goes into that. That yeah. sounds fun. Yeah, well, scallops, you know, they're weird. They're so weird looking until you actually clean them, because it's a very unattractive piece of seafood. You know, when you first see it, because you got to you got to clean it out and, and cut it and put it into that beautiful round scallop that we all see, but everything that was attached to it, including the shell, is just very strange looking. So. Well, it sounds like quite an adventure. <laughs> yeah, I bet it is. What are, you, what are you working on next, Marnie? Next at the takeout, um, what have we got going on? Next week is Turn Off the Oven Week. Oh. Um, that's going to be a whole theme week dedicated to the fact that it is hot it yes. is not any kind of temperature outside to turn on your oven yeah. or stand over your stove for a long time. Yeah. So we're going to have articles all about how to make different foods that don't really involve any heat. Oh, okay. Um, and yeah, and it might help people decide what they can bring to, you know, if they have a little outdoor picnic right. or, you know, want to uh, spend the whole day out on the deck in the sunshine. Yeah. Um, these foods will help them do it. Okay, cool. Marnie, always a pleasure. And we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Sounds great. Thank right. you so much. Marnie Scher from thetakeout.com. Uh, comedian Vince Carone is going to join us after the news, which is now.